<laughs> we have, what have we done? What have we done? Hey, it is it is your birthday today. It is my birthday today. Uh, your actual birthday, although I feel like you've been commanding that we celebrate your birthday for like a week now. Well, you get one request on your birthday. A birthday week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a week or a How many month. birthday dinners do you have typically I, throughout the course I of genuinely consider... Uh, all of March to be about me. Oh, it's like a birthday month. Yeah, I okay. mean that's that's my month. Uh, do we have any time to talk about Luke or the Bible today? I yeah, well, I think so. Okay, uh, Alex, welcome. So glad that you're here. Yeah, Liz gave me enough glares that I finally decided to do it. <laughs> I love so much about what you have to say, and I know that you have a lot planned. Uh, so why don't you just kick it off? <laughs> <laughs> I, I promised I wouldn't do that to her. No, we, we She really, was ready for it, though. I think she, she's ready. Go she ahead, was Alex. ready. She said earlier that she wrote down the sermon. So she wrote, she wrote this. You said you wrote the sermon this week? This week's sermon was found in Luke 14. And one of the things that we're in a habit of uh, doing, not only here uh, on the show, but as, uh, as a body, as a church, uh, is we want to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. We don't want to just hear a sermon and say, oh, that was nice. We want to say, we want to take the, the message of God's word, uh, the, the scripture that was preached on, and the ministry of the word, and apply it to our lives. And so that's something that we want to do uh, right here and right now. And this week was uh, Jesus kind of correcting some theology about, uh, about who all is in and continuing the conversation about there are those who will receive an invitation to the banquet and they'll make some excuse about why not to enter. And so uh, this was from Luke 14, uh, our most recent sermon. And I just want to maybe open with uh, some, some initial kind of reactions uh, that you had to the sermon, or if you had something else uh, planned. Alex, I, I did have you queued up already, so. Yeah, uh, I just felt like there was two main points from the sermon this week of just, like, what what comes into your life that you get distracted by that you feel sometimes is more important than what God has for you? And then also just the fact of like the true meaning of the gospel and that we all like are, we all need the gospel and we can't fake it till we make it basically. And just, um, we just have to recognize the, the need there. Yeah, how does that happen? How do we, how do we get to a place where uh, we say we are all about Jesus. We are all in. We move from a place where we're we're overflowing with gratitude in what Jesus has done for us to uh, more of an apathetic or even loving something else more in that place. Um, yeah, that that hit me as well. What what jumped out at you? Yeah, well, I I mean, I think you you said something in the beginning of this podcast that I'm already thinking about. Um, that's kind of entered into my mind, which is your birthday. No. <laughs> Yes, but but also um, being doers of the word, and uh, I just think about every time I hear that, it just sounds like, what am I not doing? What? Okay, shoot, I'm not doing something right, so I need to start doing something. And so when you say like we need to hear the word and we need to do something, it always leaves me with this sense of like, um, you know, I'm just not as accomplished as I thought I would be. You know, okay, so it is It is my birthday. I'm another year older. I'm getting closer to some, you know, a significant age. One, you might know something about uh, that. How uh, old are you now? 36. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So older and wiser. Um, not quite 40 yet, though, but, but getting there. I hear 40 is great. Yeah, you, you seem to be uh, close to knowing that. Uh, 
Anyways, uh, but but the idea is just like, I think we all have dreams and hopes for ourselves and things that we think are places we think we should be. And we often, uh, we're, we, we never really get there, right? We've got like a plan for ourselves. We've got an idea of what we're going to do. And so, uh, you know, I'm always thinking about, man, I just thought like, I would be more successful or like I, you know, or I think about all the, the work that's left to be done. And every time I hear this, like doers of the word, it just leaves me with this feeling of like, I, uh, why am I not there? Why can't I do this? That's interesting. That that's our default mode. It's like that, that really is most often what we want to know. Tell me what I got to do. Tell me what I should do. What should I be doing? And even this scripture that's, that is God's word. It says not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Uh, even pushes us to uh, a place that that uh, isn't even what Jesus is asking. Uh, in fact, even from this passage, uh, it's you know that was one of the the kind of mic drop moments that felt like for me in in Matt's sermon uh, was that uh, that the invitation to the banquet is not what. God has or God wants from you. It's what God has for you, uh, and so that that term, like being doer of the word, doesn't like our ears perk up and say, "Oh, there's something like I got to do. There's something I've got to do." It actually is. Let's uh, the doing there is. Uh, like taking it in, soaking it in, looking at it, receiving it for what it is. Uh, so like looking at who is Jesus and what is he offering, uh, applying it to our lives doesn't always me- mean I've got something to do. Uh, but that's our default mode. Well, and then I think you can also take it to the other end of like doers of the word, but just doers of like, Matt talked about checking the box yesterday about like I attend Sunday, I serve in my church, I do all these other things for my community, but where is your heart in that? And that just making sure that what you're doing is also what God has for you and like that vision. So that's a good question. Um, How do we know uh, that we're doing what God has for us? Uh, You and I have actually had conversations about this recently. That's something that always comes up specifically for me right now in my life. That's exactly what I'm going through. I have you know, a couple of different options in front of me that I'm just going and praying about and thinking about, okay, I could go this path, I could go this path, and I have things, and I just want to, like, make a decision and go in a direction, but I'm stuck in sort of this, like, indecisive mode of, like, what if this isn't what God has for me? Do you guys feel like that? Do you feel like that, that you know, this speaks to that at all? Yeah, I was, I was even thinking about, uh, like, confession time, right? Like, uh, in what areas were we confronted with uh, an excuse that I might give when Jesus is clearly calling me into uh, time with him. Uh, I think even as early as this morning, I wake up, I'm laying in bed, I feel the invitation of Jesus to say, uh, like, come and spend time with me, right? Come and, come and read my word, come and pray. Uh, and I, I grabbed my phone and I looked at most recent cryptocurrency prices and and stock prices and like felt the comfort of my pillow and I stayed in bed another 20 minutes. Uh, embarrassed to say that, but um, like there was an invitation to banquet with my savior this morning that I made an excuse and I turned down. Yeah, I, man, I can't tell you how much I uh, understand what you said because I feel like that was me this morning too. And like the weird thing about it is, I feel like some days, like this is this is awful. But some days it's almost like, man, I could, I just need a break from the Bible, and that like I think that says something about um, how Your we approach. think. 
to the Bible. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like that, I, that I need a break or that I need a distraction or that, I, that there's something else that, that I need to focus on right now. Um, you know, and, and how I prioritize it and that even saying like prioritize, it feels weird and not right. It's just, that's something I'm really, really, um, seeing in this passage is like, there are, there are things that capture our mind and how do we stay sort of, for me, the word I would use is singular focused, um, um, and I think it has to do with my understanding of like what it means to hear the word and do the word. So I really like that we're talking about this right now. When I, when I look over in your direction, you have some profound things that you have to say. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Alex has been so gracious in, in joining the conversation, and she said, don't make me, don't make me talk a bunch. But I know that you have such, such incredibly uh, wonderful things to say. But I mean, Alex, do you identify with, like, you're talking about the, this idea of distractions and things like that. And so like, and you seem to like, you seem to have see, uh, heard that in the word and seen that in the word and feel like, man, that's really um, pointing at something that's going on that you see maybe going on yourself and with other people. Like, I mean, it, does that seem like good news to you? Did this passage seem like good news to you? Yes. <clears throat> and I feel like I actually went through a number of years of feeling like I was checking the box, like, oh yeah, my faith is good. Like I attend church every Sunday. I serve in the kids ministry. I do all this stuff. And like, I just wasn't reading my word, like reading the Bible and I wasn't praying. And so like I checked all the outside, like people seeing boxes, but I just wasn't actually having that relationship with God. What changed for you? Honestly, I went through a quip. Oh, <laughs> Why is that the answer to every question? <laughs> I like, don't know. Like, equip is fixing everything. No, I'm just kidding. The, the, what you guys are doing in equip, which uh, for those listening is like a uh, like training intensive discipleship. And really all it is is just teaching uh, like how to approach the Bible and how to enjoy uh, time with God and in prayer and, and in the Word. Like, it's, it's really just like Christianity applied. Yeah, how we start out and equip, and this did, we did not plan for this to be a promo for equip, but um, I but I think that there's some general things that we go through through equip that really address issues that we're even talking about today, which is <clears throat> there's a book we start out with called Imperfect Disciple, and there's a, a, many of us grew up thinking that we need to be perfect, like that 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 the the word of God was work to do, and. Um, you need to get to a point where you no longer miss the, you, you no longer, um, you, you get it right. Like there's no room for mistakes. And so it sort of starts out with this devotional piece of understanding that um, the Bible is a relationship with a person who loves you deeply and it is not work to do. And I think that Matt said something, uh, You, I think you said earlier, but there's this quote that everybody's remembering from Matt in this sermon um, that sort of speaks to that. Do, 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 do you have that? It was the recognition that you don't deserve the gospel is when you get the gospel. Is that when you were in? That's absolutely okay. a piece of it. Yeah. Um, the idea of like, um, when you, uh, Jesus comes to those who, who need him, the want to want type of thing, um, that it's not that you earn your way. It's that you have a desire for him. And that we can't get to the banquet ourselves. That was the rest of the quote is that we like, there's nothing that we can do. We need Jesus to build that bridge and be that bridge. So there's there's a little bit of a pendulum, I think, that happens. So first, we have this really high view of ourselves. We don't need Jesus. I'm generally self-sufficient. 
And then we come to an awareness of just how much we need Jesus, and that can get us into a position of despair, like I'm, I'm awful, I'm helpless, uh, I'm blind, and I'm desperate. And this actually ends up being the place where we get to see and receive the love of Jesus because we don't stay here at this low place. He invites us in and says, says I want to be for you and do for you all uh, that you are seeking after or trying to do for yourself. Uh, and so... Um, that I, I think some of that structure is actually here in this parable. As I look at Luke chapter 14, he starts with, uh, you know, kind of all of the excuses and reasons why these very qualified and deserving people might turn down the invitation of God. And so then what does he do? We get to look then at the character of God. Jesus is revealing to us what is God like. And so God says, I want to fill my house. I love uh, the people that are out there. So, so if the people that are uh, quote unquote deserving of this are going to turn me down, then go and find the blind and the crippled. And, and I want to fill my house with people who recognize the gift, who recognize their need. And so that's who he goes and pursues. And in fact, uh, doesn't just hang a sign out, but like go commands his servants to go and find and compel them to come to the banquet. And, and Jesus is now revealing the character and nature of God in the story, in the way that he's, he's acting and behaving. Uh, yeah, so, so built, I think, into this parable is that, that from pride to need uh, and into grace uh, is, is uh, kind of a process. Yeah, so when we're talking about this idea of work to do, of the way, the way we feel, things like that, I think the beautiful thing that many of us are discovering, and I think the beautiful thing about what's been really speaking to the staff and the elders and, and many of the people of our church and many people around um, Christians today is just the beauty of God, the loving God that we, I think, sometimes forget. We've been reading this book called Gentle and Lowly, and there, if you guys remember, uh, I think it was last week, there was this there was this concept that he gave of like, the more you like dig yourself into a hole um, of sin, like if you think about like digging, digging a hole and you know, like, like that sin is just kind of weighing you down. It's like the more that Jesus fills that up with grace, like the, that in the, <clears throat> in the deepest, darkest times, we get to experience Christ's love even more. Uh, and that's just been radically changing the way I think about um, the gospel and, and the Bible and, the, and Christianity as work to do and rather like love to feel. Um, and so I think that, you know, we're singing that song, um, uh, the, the holy uh, water song, um, you know, and, and it's such a great song. It's been going over and over in my head, but it's like that, that concept I don't want to abuse your, abuse your grace. Yeah, right? I don't want to abuse your grace. It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Like your, the, your salvation is what's going to compel me, not the work I do, but like looking at you and what you've done. And I think that's hard for us to actually... Um, uh, there's a train outside, and that's totally distracting what I'm, what I'm going, what's going through my mind. But I think it's hard for us to actually accept that. Yeah, and like, it is hard to accept that because we're prideful people, and just as humans, we just don't want to accept help from anybody, especially God, and even God in that too, and that we feel that we can do it ourselves. Go ahead, Brandon. No. Yeah, I just I wonder if if uh, I wonder if 
it's actually much simpler, much easier than we we would like to admit. That like I wonder if part of our issue with reading the word is we actually if we actually don't believe that it is um, what it says it is. If if it is um, something that takes the weight off of us, that takes the work from us. Does that make sense? Say say it again. Yeah, so I, I wonder if if we actually think that there is more work to do in the Word than we actually are coming to terms with, that it actually is just as easy as looking at what Jesus has done and reading that, and that's the power to change. I think, I think maybe, I think that's what I was wanting to say earlier. Thank you for saying that. Like, what is the invitation? And I think we, we touched on this last week too. What is the invitation? It's to come and enjoy what God has for you, right? The invitation is a banquet. And this isn't like some future celebration. This is a right now in the presence of Jesus, enjoying all that he has for you. Like that's the big ask. We're wondering, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Accept the invitation, right? Accept the invitation. Come in to the party and enjoy what God has for you. It's a totally different mindset, a totally different way of thinking. So I guess to somebody who like doesn't really know what you mean by accept the invita- invitation, could you like what do you mean by that? Well, I think this morning I got a, I got an invitation. Uh, Jesus says, "I have a really great thing for you, a really great way to start your day. It's going to fill you with hope and fill you with energy uh, for your day." Uh, and that was just come and enjoy me and enjoy time with me. Uh, Jesus is saying, come and read, uh, read my word, not from a perspective of what I want you to do, but hear about the love that I have for you. Hear about uh, the, the blessing that I have uh, planned for you. So maybe you have uh, more to say about that. I mean, <laughs> I actually don't. I think you said that perfectly. I think that, that it is little things like that. I really do believe uh, uh, that it's little things like just that gut feeling inside of you that says, like, come to me, and us just accepting that rather than, like, turning it into more than it actually needs to be, the more work than it actually needs to be. And I think you got to start somewhere, and I think that's a big thing about Equip is we teach people that. We teach people that you just start somewhere. Like, just open up the Bible and read it for five minutes every day and, and see what that does and see how God uses even that time um, rather than, like, I've got to read the entire Bible Bible and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. It's just kind of like come to God and see what he does with it. There was another thing that came to me, uh, and I know we've got to wrap this up because we're kind of uh, on the back end of our, our time here, uh, but this morning we read in Gentle and Lowly uh, about a, a daily decision to take your, your natural tendency to think like an orphan and 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 decide, make a decision to believe what God is saying is true, that you are a fully free and adopted child of God, to, to, to put down our orphan mentality that I've got to prove myself, prove my value, prove my worth, uh, earn my place, earn my acceptance, and just receive the promises that God has given you in saying, you are my son, you're in, I'm pleased, uh, and, and, and just deciding to let go of that. So. Uh, maybe closing thoughts as we wrap this up? No, I think that's great. I was going to touch on a different analogy, but that one was great too. <laughs> uh, but just letting go and just living like that and not worrying about what we have to do to get into that place. Easier said than done.
Yes, easier said than done, but that's what is beautiful about Christianity is that uh, I, I, I personally believe that God, um, this passage talks about God is going to pursue you. He's going to call you into him. He's going to um, give you the invitation, and he's also going to push you into accepting it at the same time. And so uh, I love the sovereignty of God, the fact that we have hope and faith in him and, and what he's done and what he's going to do in us. Well... That's uh, another another week of talking to friends holding microphones. Uh, that's not awkward at ice all. Ice cream right? cones. Microphones. Ice cream cones. You picture uh, uh, an ice cream cone. I uh, just picture a microphone, but uh, it's like cookie dough. I think today. Yeah, I don't ever put ice cream cones on my chin. Alex, are you now packing up and leaving? What is it about the way we end this that causes our? whoever that's doing this with us to pack up and leave.